Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hey guys. Welcome everyone. Well, this week we're going to go over down payment hacks and how to invest with less. And um, that's a good subject because, let's face it, especially now, we may not always have what what we used to. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, full-blown recession going on in the U.S. and most of the world. So, you know, a lot of investors see an opportunity right now to invest but don't necessarily have as much cash to invest since, you know, there's just less money floating around in general out there. You know, a lot of people are unemployed and, you know, people are not spending as much, which is dampening the economy and, you know, just, you know, and so, and so on and so forth. I mean, that the trickle down effect. So, yeah, so let's, let's talk some down payment hacks, how to invest in rental properties with less of your own cash. So uh, let's open up with uh, the first user, I mean, owner-occupied homeowner financing, um, which is interesting because I remember this was probably popular right before, right after maybe the bubble burst because they were all over the place. But you don't see them too much now, but I think that they will make a comeback. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So if you go out and get a traditional real estate investor mortgage for a rental property, you're probably looking at putting down at least 20%, right? As a, as a down payment. Now, homeowners can put down a lot less than that, right? So the trick for a lot of real estate investors is figuring out how to invest in rental properties by using owner-occupied financing, like homeowner mortgages. Now, there are a few ways of doing this, a few loopholes that you can use. So the first is to move into the property for one year and then move out and keep the property as a rental when you move out of it. Nice. So yeah, we, we've known some people to do this, like the Hoflers built their portfolio doing this with multifamily properties. And we'll talk more about multifamily properties in a minute. But as long as you live in the property for at least one year, you can use homeowner financing and you qualify for that much lower down payment. So to give you a sense of just how much lower that down payment is, FHA loans, you're looking at three and a half percent down if your credit score is over 580, there are some Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loan uh, loan programs with as little as 3% down. They're relatively recent. You know, they came out within the last year or two. So, and again, those are, those are for people with better credit um, more so than the FHA loans. But yeah, I mean, if you have strong credit and steady income, you can get homeowner financing for 3% down, maybe even, or maybe three and a half percent down which is a far cry from 20 or 25% down that you're looking at with traditional uh, rental property mortgages, investment loans. So if you are willing to move in for one year, that's one way of doing it. And then you keep the property as a rental when you move out after one year. So as we mentioned a second ago, you can also buy multifamily properties this way up to four units is what you can right. buy with a homeowner mortgage. So some people combine those, like the Hoflers went out and they would buy four unit properties 
live in them for live in one of the units for one year and then go out and buy another four unit property and move into that for a year. And each time they do it, they keep building their portfolio, you know, four doors at a time. So it worked out great. And, you know, they, there are some limitations with this that we'll talk about in a second, but which they were able to get around, but uh, it's a great way to build your portfolio with very low um, cash of your own in, involved and with lower interest rates too. homeowner mortgages have charged lower interest rates and less right. points than investment property loans because when borrowers get in trouble, they default on their investment property loans long before they default on their, their home loan. So that's why the down payments are, are lower for homeowner loans. That's why the interest rates are lower. That's why the points are lower. It's just, there's just less risk for the lender. And that's kind of what we did where I'm currently at right now. Um, we went yeah, in. Yeah, you with, live in a multifamily? Mm-hmm. Yep. It works out well, along with, you know, some other things. The, the name of the game is to buy with the least amount down and the least amount mortgage monthly. That's right. That's right. Keep that cash flow moving. We'll talk more about cash flow in a few minutes, but you know, one other way, and this is a lesser known way that some people can use owner-occupied mortgages to buy investment properties is to house hack through their children, through their young adult children. Uh, you can get something called a kitty condo loan where you go, go in on a property with your a child and they move into the property. You don't have to move into the property. So your child actually fills the occupancy requirement. So as long as your child moves in for at least one year, you're good to go and you can, you can get that uh, owner-occupied financing for it. So it's another good way to build now, is this for with single family and duplex or is it only one type of? Uh, no, yeah, you can up to four units. Up, you can okay. you can get those for up to four units. So your uh, your child can move into one unit or into one bedroom in one unit, and you can run out the rest. Wow, the cash flow. That's very cool. Yeah, so you know some investors do that if they have like college aged kids or if they have um, you know kids that are just out of college or in grad school. Uh, it's a good age, you know, when your kids are in your twenties, to do one of these kitty condo house hacking loans. Hmm. Learn something and as you guys join us, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let us know as you guys join us what uh, what some of your tactics have been to pick up some properties with a minimum down payment. Because we're always looking to hear what you guys are doing on the ground. Absolutely. So, Brian, what are um, some other modes of financing and other ways that that people can do this with less money down? Sure. So, with homeowner loans you cannot borrow the down payment that those are those are in the rules that's written in stone you can't borrow the down payment now with many investment property mortgages the lenders do allow you to borrow the down payment because they tend to invest, they're they're lending you money more based on the collateral the property itself rather than you as the borrower so they many of them do allow you to borrow the down payment so you can Use a traditional um, rental property mortgage or investment property loan. And by the way, we'll add a link to where you guys can uh, can compare some of those and some of their loan terms. But you can you can take out that to cover like eighty percent or so of the the purchase price, 
And then for the remaining 20%, you can borrow it elsewhere. At least, you know, your, your lender for your first mortgage will allow you to borrow the rest of the down payment from elsewhere. So one place you can get that is through credit cards and particularly business credit cards. So we have been working with a company called Fund and Grow, and they help real estate investors take out between $100,000 and $250,000 in combined unsecured business credit cards and rotating lines of credit that you can then use to put towards down payments or to buy properties outright uh, or for renovation costs or any other expenses that you have as a landlord or as a real estate investor. And they will show you how to avoid paying cash advance fees on that, uh, you know, how to uh, charge money directly from the title company when you purchase to your business credit cards. And again, these are unsecured. So you don't have to have a lien attached to a property or to a car or anything like that. These are unsecured business credit cards. And we'll, um, and they literally, well, from what I'm hearing, and I've talked to some people that have been using them that we've, you know, we've, they've heard of it from us and they literally walk you through the process. I'll show you exactly how to do it. Yeah. They do, they do several rounds of financing or fundraising over the course of a year and they scrub your credit in between each round of fundraising. So yeah, it works great. I mean, these are, these are basically credit lines you can just draw on as you need and then pay off as you need um, like credit cards. So now another way that you can go about this. If you don't want to use uh, business credit cards, you can use HELOCs. HELOCs are not as good as, as unsecured business credit cards for this uh, because you have to get a lien against a property, which means you have to go through all the title work and you have a bunch of closing costs and a settlement. So it costs thousands of dollars to settle to get a HELOC. Um, it's also but, not as easy to get a HELOC on a rental property. Right. So you can do it. There are lenders that will give you a HELOC against rental properties, but they will not give you as high of a uh, LTV. They, they won't. They won't give you as high of a percentage of the, the property's value as if it were your own home. Um, and the other problem with HELOCs is that they are not indefinite. So most HELOCs will have a, a draw period, which is usually five or ten years, in which you can draw on the line of credit and pay it back, you know, at your own pace, just like a credit card. But then it will switch over to a repayment period and it will basically become like a fixed mortgage where you just make fixed monthly payments every month until it's paid off. So it's you get a few years out of a HELOC, but it's not indefinite the way that a credit card is. It's just a pure rotating line of credit. So HELOCs do work. Uh, they can be very effective. Um, they're not as good as, as unsecured business credit cards, uh, but they do work for this for borrowing the down payment if you like. Now you can also get, uh, you can also borrow the down payment from the seller and negotiate a seller held second mortgage, right? Not all sellers are amenable to this, but, but some are. So that is another option. And lastly, you can use the, the Burr method, which then you and I talk about somewhat frequently. <laughs> yeah. So with the Burr method, you still need cash to put down as a down payment when you buy the property. But when you're finished the renovations, you can then go back and pull that down payment back out. So the Burr method stands for buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. So you buy a fixer upper, you renovate it to create equity in it, and then you refinance the property. And when you refinance, your loan is based on the new value, the after repair value 
of that property. So you can pull out the cash that you had tied up in it originally as your down payment to pull it back out and then go out and reuse that cash somewhere else, you know, to buy a new property right. or whatever. So you still need cash, right? I mean, you still need the down payment, but you can get the down payment back after you finish the property renovations with the Bromet. Now, what about um, going in with family or, fr- or friends, partners, and pooling money together? Sure, you can do that. Uh, it helps if you know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, the last, and the last thing you want to do is is risk your your loved one's cash on your first rental property deal, or even your second or third rental property deal. Uh, that's really you can't. Well, if it's a true fifty fifty partnership, that's one thing. But if you're just raising money from them, um, you know, you really you got to be careful with with their cash, and it helps to establish a track record of success before you even talk to friends and family about partnering with you on deals. So something to keep in mind. And what are things that you got to be careful of besides that? What you just told us. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. A lot of, we get people asking us all the time, you know, Hey, I've got like a couple grand and I want to go out and buy a bunch of rental properties. You know, how do I do it? And Denny and I, kind of sit there and be like, well, I mean, you can use these techniques to reduce the cash that you need to, to invest in rental properties, but just because you can, doesn't mean that you should. I mean, down payments really exist for a reason and not just to protect the lender, but it also protects you from over leveraging yourself and from getting in a situation where you have negative cash flow on a property and you're losing money every year on the property rather than earning money. So many new investors, you know, again, this is something else we talked about quite a bit, is uh, calculating your rental cash flow and how new investors almost always get it wrong because they underestimate their expenses, especially the expenses that don't hit every month, things like repairs and maintenance, vacancy rate. So new investors are just notorious for going into deals a little starry-eyed and underestimating expenses. And if you go into a deal over leveraging yourself, having very little of your own cash in the deal and just borrowing all the money, you are likely to end up with negative cash flow. Right. So especially um, I see it all the well, I see a lot of it with flips. Like somebody sees a really inexpensive property, they're gonna just get in there and do the work and then flip it and make money. But they forgot to take a whole bunch of things into consideration and it was their first flip. So there's always right. problems. Right, exactly. So. so, yeah, we recommend that you do put down a solid 20% when you buy an investment property. And as always, run the numbers in our cash flow calculator to make sure that you have a clear sense of what the cash flow will actually look like and to make sure that you in- include all of those irregular expenses that still add up to a lot of money at the end of the, each year. Right. So. And Tim Dooley said, that's the direction I'm going in. Refinance and recoup my costs. There you go, Tim. There you go. So, yeah, Denny, anything else you want to bring up before we wrap up our conversation about down payment hacks? I don't think so. I think you've covered it pretty thoroughly. All right. Well, we added some, uh, some links there to where you can compare rental property loans and uh, get a sense for the different down payments needed and interest rates charged. And uh, we also added a link to where you can look at a few more down payment hacks to reduce how much you have to come up with 
at the table. It is so worth that noting that um, a lot of your FHAs and whatnot are their credit requirements are higher than the 680 currently. Hopefully that'll or was well, it FHA? Not, sorry, 580. Not FHA. It used to be 580 580. FHA, but now it's 620. Right. So lenders have definitely tightened up over the last couple of months with the pandemic. Um, so it is a tighter credit environment right now than it is normally. So just something to keep in mind as you go out and look for financing. On that note, send us the questions or topics that you want to hear about in the future. Have a great week. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.